Welcome to Warren Radio with your hosts, the Watchman Dana Smith and Tower. Thanks for listening. Greetings in the name of the Lord and welcome to Warren Radio. This is Tower. I'm here with the Watchman and we are glad you joined us. Please send all your prayer requests and correspondence to us through our contact page at warn-usa.com. And you can listen to our Warren Radio episodes on warn-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. Warren Radio is now on the following platforms. Amazon Prime Music in Podcast, Spreaker, Blueberry, iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play Music, Blog Talk Radio, Podcast Addict, CastBox, Google Podcast, Deezer, Spotify, Anchor, Pocket Cast. And be sure not to miss the following articles on Dana Glenn Smith. Socialist Dreams, Visions, and Sugar Plums. America's Seven Abominations. And you don't want to miss these shows on Dana Glenn Smith and Warren-USA.com. Gospel of John, The Five Prophecies. If I Could Praise Thee Ten Thousand Times. And don't miss these shows on warn-usa.com. <coughs> Power of God, Book of Romans, Part 2, on Sound the Shofar. Lord Binds the Breach, Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 75, on Battle Lines. And Apocalyptic Faith, Battle Perilous Prophetic Times. And don't miss the Warren Radio episodes from the previous week. Wednesday's Advocacy Show, Faith, Endurance, and Salvation. Persecution, Advocacy Amidst Violent Persecution on Warren Radio. Thursday's Isaiah's Series, Children of Transgression. Isaiah's Prophetic Book, Part 179 at Warren Radio on Battle Lines. And Friday's show, Sound the Shofar, Grace, Rejuvenating Hope in Christ, Part 1. And be sure to get your copy of The Rising. The Rising is a Christian fiction thriller by the watchman Dana G. Smith. And the Rising continues the story of Mac, a former black ops sniper, and details the takeover of America. Hidden within the storyline of The Rising is the truth of what's happening in America now. And you know, Dana, you wrote that book back in 2019, even before any of this was all going on, before COVID or anything else. Yep. And you can get your copy on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books a Million, Ingram, and Walmart. And you can get the Rising ebook on Google Play. 
You can also get your copy of The Rising by going to DanaGlennSmith.com. And while on the site, be sure to sign up for the WIBR Warren Radio Newsletter and visit our Christian Books and Resource Shop. And now I welcome in the Watchmen. You're listening to Warren Radio on the WIBR Warren Radio Network. Don't forget to visit our websites at warren-usa.com and danaglinsmith.com. And also follow us on Twitter, find us on Instagram, and join us on LinkedIn. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, you know, in spite of the election, I'm doing good. Yeah. Greetings, Dana. How are you doing tonight? Well, I'm doing good. How are you doing? Doing great. What's going on? Well, it is Thursday, Battle Lines time. And uh, we're not too far from Chapter 60, which means... Only six more chapters after that. Yeah, that'll be great, huh? It's been a long road. And, uh, you know, and and this series has been good and fun. We have covered every aspect of it, you know, gone through. And uh, we'll be glad when we get through it because it'll be something accomplished And uh, I learned a lot from Isaiah. I have enjoyed it. Oh, I have too. I really have. You know, but, uh, you know, here we are. We're in uh, Isaiah 57. You know, and Isaiah wrote so much. There's so many prophecies and stuff in here. And descriptions, you know. It's amazing. Yeah. It is. So, uh, I appreciate the book. And, uh, it was a series that the Lord had... Um, dealt with me for I don't know a couple years wanting me to do this series and uh, finally I just I don't know woke up one day and said hey man I want to do this and that's what we did a lot of years ago it just amazes me how time flies I know I'm astounded I mean we're you know, what are we? We're just about in the middle of July now. We just got to July. Yesterday. It's yeah, July. how can it be the middle? You know? And where did June, where did May go? But I'll tell you, we have been very, very busy around here. And uh, it just 
amazing how busy you can be. A lot of things. And so America keeps going. We still have Biden. And he called up troops today, Tower. I forgot to tell you that. What was that for? I don't know. All of a sudden, he made a declaration. And uh, I, I think that he called up troops to help Ukraine. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I really do. I disagree totally with that. Oh, so do I. And he doesn't have the right to send them to Ukraine. So he'll probably send him to an adjacent country. And uh, I, I don't I don't like this at all. I don't either. It's not good. It no. It's not good at all. Well, the reason being, they expect Russia to create a world war. So, And Zelensky, you know, I'm not sold on Zelensky like everybody else is, or, or a number of them. And uh, so... The whole thing. Um, Not good. Do you remember, uh, it was Roseanne, Roseanne Barr today. She's making the rounds. And she's uh, had her face redone and she's lost weight. She's looking pretty good, but she still as outspoken as ever. <laughs> and uh, she, uh, she's a Jew. We know she's a Jew. But I did not know she was from Ukraine. I didn't either. Matter of fact, she had a lot of relatives over there, and she was talking about how this Nazi party over there killed a bunch of them. Hmm. So she is not in favor of helping this Zelensky at all. And she said, didn't you guys see the, you know, the Nazi symbolism on his, you know, on their patches? And I, you know, I did. I, I pointed them out to you. Yeah. You know, they all, they all got a, it's kind of a modern one, but it's still the Nazi. Not good at all. Yeah. Nazi emblem. So I don't know if that's what they're doing or not. Hmm. But Biden's being directed. He, he's always been directed. And he's also pushing the digital. There's a lot of things that he's doing is detrimental. And it's going to hurt Americans. And It's too bad. And uh, so this is not good at all. He you needs, know, that needs... and all the people coming across the border. We are in serious trouble here, serious issues. And, of course, I warned about judgment on America uh, many, many times. Tower and I have been warning. And we warned about Joseph Biden. And uh, there are some particular things we warned about. And they came to pass, as we said, because the Lord had uh, revealed to me. And yes, you can hear the voice of the Lord. And he's not like a talking head that never shuts up. The Lord God speaks when he needs to speak. So at any rate, here we are. Okay, are you ready? Yep. I Will Revive Him brings us to part 180 on Warren Radio Battle Lines in this Isaiah series. Here, as Judah chooses its path to walk, the prophet is told the stumbling block would be taken out of the way of my people. 
Hear those who put their trust in God. God would take an active part in reviving those who will simply humble the attitudes or with simple humble attitudes of repentance would find the rebuilding, reuniting, and fulfillment of a final peace with their God. But as nations of men do, they go their own ways, here making laws, doing as they please, and many such nations simply walk into the dark path to where they should not be. Israel was never intended to walk that way of the world. They were called and chosen. And now, back to you. I'll see you on the other side. Well, we are dealing with Israel, but in the lessons to Israel, there are lessons for America and those who will listen. We're in verse 14 of chapter 57. And uh, let me go up here. I want to catch this other verse. Uh, and then we'll go down and catch the other one. When thou criest, let thy companies deliver thee. But the wind shall carry them all away, vanity shall take them. But he that putteth his trust in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. And of course, these are words, a lot of these words in this previous, uh, the prophet is, you know, talking ahead of time, prophesying about uh, Judah. Judah wouldn't listen. And when you don't listen and things come your way in judgment, and, you know, when thou criest, you know, you're in trouble, and you start crying to the Lord God, he says, let your companies deliver you. In other words, don't call me. Just let your own, since you don't listen to me anyway, you know, just let your own companies deliver you. But he says, the wind shall carry them all away. In other words, it's going to be fruitless. Vanity shall take them away. Now see, that's the bad side. The other one is, but he that puts his trust in me shall possess the land and shall inherit my holy mountain. Now that's the good part. Now we go down and pick up today's verse, where we begin. And shall say, cast ye up, cast ye up, prepare the way, take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. That is, remove the obstacles, level the hills, and take up any obstruction out of the way. I mean, if you were going to, uh, you know, prepare a road... You know, the thing that made uh, America great is our roadways, our ability, our commerce. And we can ship goods, you know, by rail or by truck from coast to coast, anywhere in here. We have one of the finest commerce systems that's ever been created, bar none. And... You know, if you're going to have a road, you have to remove the obstacles. And it, and it's the same way if, if you're, whether you're a Christian or whether you're, uh, it, you know, one of the Jews in Judah. You know, you're not right with the Lord God. Judgment has come your way. And so you, in the previous verse, you had those who are going to fight, but it's not going to profit them. And then there's others 
who will look to the Lord. Now see, and what's he going to say to him? Verse 14, here's where we're at. And shall say, cast ye up, cast ye up, prepare the way. Take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. So what we have here is, is the beginning of deliverance. I mean, we, we have a place where God is saying, prepare the way, take up the stumbling block out of the way of my people. And of course, that's more than just paving a road here. I mean, there's attitudes, there's repentance. And of course, along the way, when God begins to deal with people, even in, even a nation like America, he will cause things to come at America. And, and they can be in the form of financial, and it can be in the form of economic, uh, economic and financial, agriculture, uh, storms, uh, enemies coming into your land, all kinds of things. Matter of fact, we could look at America and we could say the way everybody's crossing the border, uh, the, the fact that, that we have economic troubles and we have uh, so many social unrests, that much of this is due to the wickedness of America, refusal to repent, and God sending judgments to wake America up. Now that's exactly how you can, uh, you know, talk about America in a judgment type situation, just like Israel is. And see, once you get in this scenario, now see, we're, we're looking back so we can see, you know, uh, things that actually did happen. Judah was delivered into judgment and then once the judgment was over God delivered him and he removed that stumbling block of sin because he forgave them and he said I would not be wroth anymore and we're going to see uh, some of this continually and uh, the Septuagint uh, Albert uh, Barnes uh, points this out the Septuagint and the Syriac say uh, says this they shall say and the idea is that the obstacles would be removed from the path of those who put their trust in God and and I like this because the issue with Israel was always one of trust and always one of obedience so uh, it's it just like uh, uh, when Elijah was up uh, you know, fleeing for his life after he had dealt with the prophets of Baal because Jezebel said she was going to kill him. Well, Elijah went on his own for a long time, and y you can read the story. But when he got up into the cave, the Lord said, Elijah, what are you doing here? And he says, They're trying to take my life, and I alone am left. And God said, I have 7,000 that have not bowed the knee to Baal. And, and this is very important because this means there was 7,000 Jews that Elijah did not know about. And as Elijah performed miracles like he did with these priests and God uh, answered Elijah's prayer and 150, I think it was, uh, prophets of Baal were destroyed by the fire of God. And when you have these kind of situations you know, you you think you're the only one there. You're the, you're the one doing that. But they had seven thousand that had not bowed the knee to Baal, and that's important because these are people that probably didn't go into the temple because the temple was corrupt at the time, and and so God remembered who they were, 
And so this is always about, and you can find this theme through the New Testament too, God knows how to deliver the righteous. Okay, America may be under judgment, but if you're a Christian today, and and you've been born again, and you're trying to follow truth and righteousness, God isn't angry with you. See, you're a believer, and God will make a way. You know, the, the apostles even pointed out, God knows how to deliver the righteous while at the same time delivering judgment to the wicked. So make no mistake, God is a righteous God. And, and that's the one thing Isaiah points out here. So, um, you know, if you're righteous, those who put their trust in Jehovah God, you know, the little issues they're having, they're going to be moved out of the way for them. Uh, they're going to make a way for them to escape and to get out of danger. And uh, the language in all of this relates to the return from the exile. And a lot of these things, of course, in uh, Isaiah, we've already covered uh, <clears throat> the part where they're getting out of uh, uh, Babylon, where God had delivered them. Uh, and uh, so now, in the so if we keep on, and then you have where it says cast ye up cast ye up you have this this is like they had would have had criers you know in the old times when you saw the kings coming down the street they always had people walking in front of the royal carriage and people alongside of it make way for the king make way for the king and what this one is saying cast ye up cast ye up um you know get out of the way open it up because uh, you know, all along the journey, the obstacles are going to be removed. Now, this is very pertinent because if America were on a very serious judgment, which I think where we're at, you know, and we wanted to be delivered, uh, we don't even know which way we would go. Now, see, a lot of Christians today believe there's going to be a pre-trib rapture where they're going to be taken up. But if you were like really looking and if there was no pre-trib rapture which the rapture you know God's going to take his people but it's not going to be yet so <laughs> you know the bottom line of it is is that God will make a way and so now I'm referring back to Isaiah 35 in this section and I like this. And on and a highway shall there be, and a way, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it, but it shall be for those. The wayfaring men, though fools, shall not err therein. You know, there's not going to be anybody there that's on this highway that's going to be uh, wicked or foolish or any other or someone mocking they're not going to be there and at verse 9 no lion shall be there or any ravenous beast shall go up it should not be found there but the redeemed shall walk there in other words he's providing a safe path you know there's not going to be and and you know you're out in the middle where there would be these kind of beasts and uh, remember what uh, uh, David said that God had been with him as he 
kept the flocks uh, from dangerous beasts. And so, you know, where Israel was, there were dangerous beasts around. And so if God's going to make you a highway, he's not going to allow anything uh, to filter in that's going to kill his saints as he's bringing them in. That would be, <laughs> you know, I, I'm, I'm here to keep you safe, but dodge the, you know, the wolves, the lions, and of course the, the others that I, I allow to shoot arrows at you or whatever. No, and, and this is why when God provides a way, and if it's a true way, you know, it's going to be safety. And that's why I like this verse, because that's what it says. And one of the biggest one, and, and we, you know, this is a Christian song. And the ransom of the Lord shall return and come to Zion with songs and everlasting joy upon their heads. They shall obtain joy and gladness and sorrow and sighing shall flee away. Those are words of a famous Christian song. And and this one says ransom, but it's the redeemed of the Lord. And the redeemed of the Lord shall return. And it goes, and come to Zion. I'm a little off tune here, but, but you get the idea. And and so when we're looking at this this section, we're looking at deliverance, a crier going ahead and going ahead. And of course, he had just covered what a lot of those in Israel were trying to do on their own because Israel... Uh, had defiled, uh, or Judah rather, had defiled the temple. And they had uh, turned to other gods. <laughs> they had caused their children to walk through the fire under Baal. There's a lot of things they were doing. And look at America, what we're doing. We think we're, we're our own God. But if, if God put judgment here today, you know, then as Christians, we could turn around and we could pray to God and ask him to show us a way out of here, you know, and and I believe he would do it. Now, see, most of us see that escape as being the rapture. And there is going to be a place where God's coming back to, to get his people. But uh, the, these are important scriptures. These are... You know, there's always been a difference between the righteous and the wicked, in case you haven't figured that out yet. And this has to do not with the fact that one's righteous and one's wicked, which it is, but it's that God knows the difference. And it's God who guarantees the victory. It's the Lord who forgives. It's the Lord who makes a way for you. And so that's important. See, in America, if you're going to flee, you want a full tank of gas you know, and a couple cans extra, and you want to take along your good camper so you can camp out and take a couple of guns to protect yourself and go in a caravan. Well, that may not always work out. So you have to do it God's way. You have to make sure you're in tune. Now let's go to Isaiah 40, 1 through 5. And this is another one. And I like the way the prophet puts it. This says, comfort ye, comfort ye. And you'll always see this in, in, in the prophets where they emphasize it saying the same word. Now comfort means just that. To soothe the wounds. To relieve the pressures. To comfort you. To make it easy for you. Comfort ye, comfort ye my people. I want you comfortable. I want to open up the way for you. Speak you comfortably to Jerusalem. 
Well, see, she's... <laughs> see, Jerusalem's been under war. And, and the war has been from her own people, not to mention all the enemies that want to destroy her. Uh, Jerusalem had been taken by Babylon. And they had raised the whole place practically and the, the temple was gone. And so, and it says, Speak ye comfortably uh, to Jerusalem and cry unto her that her warfare is accomplished, that her iniquity is pardoned, for she has received the Lord's hand double for all her sins. See, she's already received it. And she's coming out. She's going to be coming out of, of bondage. But see, even though Israel came out of bondage today, Israel is in the Middle East and they're still facing trouble today. And that's because the plan for Israel is not yet accomplished. They have to recognize their Messiah. And they will recognize him. The voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. Now that is a very important, uh, that's in Isaiah 40, 1 through 5. And this is Isaiah 40 and verse 3. Now that's very, very important because that's the very verse that John the Baptist quoted that, that that's who he was. I'm the voice of him that cries in the wilderness, prepare ye the way of the Lord and make straight in the desert a highway for our God. And he was talking to the Jews of his day that you needed to repent because they weren't right with God. And they, they actually didn't like John and they rejected the Lord as well. The Lord's main enemies was not the Romans. The, the, the main enemy was the Jews, uh, you know, and we're talking about the high priests, the Sadducees, the Pharisees, any prophets they might have around. That's who the enemy of the Lord was. The local people weren't because many of them were the ones that the Lord healed and they saw his miracles. Now, none of them Jews, including the high priest that was in the temple that they cherished so much and they ruled all the Israelites like with an iron hand, you know, <clears throat> They couldn't do anything. They'd never seen anything like this done. And when they heard that Jesus rose uh, Lazarus from the dead, the only thing they could do is figure out how to kill him. So when we're talking righteous here, we're talking the difference between true righteousness and knowing God and having mere Christianity that isn't saving or mere Judaism that isn't the truth. Because just because you know the Torah doesn't mean you know the Lord. And that's evident by how the Lord came over here and we saw how this happened. Now the Jews need to come to the Lord and find the Messiah. And they will. But I'll tell you, it, it, you know, the Lord's have been an adversary of the Lord for a long time. But there's a lot of Jews coming to the Lord. And they do know the Lord. They're Messianics. So it goes on to say, The voice of him that cries in the wilderness. We did that one. Let's move on. Every valley shall be exalted. Every mountain and hill shall be made low. The crooked shall be made straight. And the rough places plain. And the glory of the Lord shall be revealed. And all flesh shall see it together. For the mouth of the Lord has spoken it. Now what are you doing there? You know, th this, this comes into the same thing. You see, in Isaiah 57, 14, the people that are, you know... The, this says, and shall say, cast ye up, cast ye up, prepare the way, take the stumbling block out of the way, that is, remove the obstacles, level the hills. And so when we see Isaiah 57, 14, it refers to this verse that we're talking about. 
Every valley is going to be exalted. Every mountain and hill are going to be made low. What are they doing? They're paving it. They're making a way for a road, a highway that'll go into the mountain of the Lord. A highway that'll take them into Zion. You're going to have in the end of days a big wide highway that God's going to level everything. It's not going to be like any road you've ever seen. It's going to be as wide as you can think and as long. It's going to lead you right into the glory of heaven. And it's going to be filled with saints of all the nations. And they're going to be rejoicing like you've never heard. This will be a time that you have never seen. This will be the glory of the Lord for he will bring his people home after all these years after everything that's happened and and the fall of man everything we finally see a place where the devil is not invited the devil can't get there the enemies can't get there you're not going to be starving you're not going to be fearful you are going to be redeemed you're going to be on that highway going into zion and the redeemed of the lord shall return and they're going to be singing thank god for that And if that doesn't get you excited, you must be dead. (laughs) But if you are dead, the Lord can raise you from the dead. So don't be too dead. You want to repent, okay? We all need to repent. You don't like to repent? Get used to it. You need to repent. Especially in America today. You know, don't be stubborn, America. You need to repent. We need to teach our kids that what they've been taught is a lie. We need to remove these people that are in high places that have corrupted our kids, taught them wrong, and we have to get rid of the sciences. We need to get rid of all this stuff that they've used to corrupt our children. It's not going to end up good. Period. Malachi 3, 1-3. Now a lot of these are, are merely backing up some of these Isaiah phrases to let you know how real it is. We find it more than one place. The prophet spoke of this. What is that verse again? Malachi 3 okay. or the original one. Malachi 3. Yeah, 1 through 3. Behold, I'll send my messenger and he shall prepare the way before me. Now that's another one about the Lord. And the Lord whom ye seek shall suddenly come to his temple even the messenger of the covenant whom you delight in. Behold, he shall come, saith the Lord of hosts. And when you look at the Lord, he did come. And and this messenger was before him. And the Lord's coming. But see, the Lord is going to come, you know, suddenly anyway at the end of time. But who may abide in the day of his coming, and who shall stand when he appeareth? Now that's this section is talking about when he when he does. For he is like a refiner's fire and like fuller's soap, and he shall sit as a refiner and purifier of silver, and he shall purify the sons of Levi, and purge them as gold and silver, that he may offer unto the Lord an offering in righteousness. And see you know, we can see this when the Lord comes. You know, when when Israel does get saved, when Israel wakes up and sees him there. And we actually can get in Zechariah, uh, I think it's chapter 14, uh, which uh, talks about the coming of the Lord. So, so there's a lot of little particulars in here the scripture does have. 
And then, of course, in Matthew 3, 1 through 3, it says, In those days came John the Baptist preaching in the wilderness of Judea and saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Now, see, that that's very important. They, you know, the Jews were in Jerusalem. They still had their temple. And they were, you know, had everybody together. But it was under Roman control. But they didn't recognize the Messiah when he showed up. But John the Baptist came saying, Repent ye, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That's Matthew 3, 1 through 3. For this is he that was spoken of by the prophet Isaiah, saying, The voice of one crying in the wilderness, Prepare ye the way of the Lord, and make his, straight, his path straight. These are such great scriptures. Now, in verse 15, we've just moved up a verse. For thus saith the high and lofty one, that in, inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy there's only one of those there's only one I dwell in the high and holy place and it says with him also that is of a contrite and a humble spirit to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones where does God inhabit eternity? His name is holy. He dwells in the high and holy place. And he says, With him also that is of a contrite and humble spirit, to revive the spirit of the humble and to revive the heart of the contrite ones. These are the ones willing that have repented. He is called high, the word there is ram, as being high and exalted in himself, the lofty one, as towering above all besides. He whose life lasts forever and is always the same. He is also called Kadosh, if I said that right, as one who is absolutely pure and good, separated from all the uncleanness and imperfection by which creatures are characterized. But he also dwells with the crushed and lowly of spirit. To these he is most intimately near, that for a salutary and gracious purpose, namely to revive, to keep that which is living alive, or to restore to life that which is dead. Now, and, and this is the sense that you, you get of the Lord. When the Lord Jesus, Yahshua, came, he was healing everyone. You know, remember uh, um, the guy that was paralyzed. And he was by the waters, the main part of the waters. 
uh, and where the angel had stirred him up and he and uh, whenever the waters would get stirred up a little bit they thought that you know that signified that the angel was near and so whoever got into the water first and scripture records this uh, they would get healed but this guy he, he had been there years and years and years and years and years and he could never get into the water but the Lord said would you be healed and the guy would and he said stand up <laughs> and take your bed with you and uh, you know he stood up I mean you know if, if you're if you have been paralyzed all your life you know you can't stand up this guy wouldn't normally have stood up he can't stand up he knows he can't stand but there's something in the authority of the voice of the Lord when he spoke to him and the power and the anointing was there and he stood up and and I'll bet uh, you know I think that when you look at this situation he stood up because the Lord told him to and he didn't even realize I don't even think this guy would have realized that he was standing up and he's not supposed to be standing up but he is and he's healed he's never walked before he's never been that free before man I'd have been shouting and screaming and running around how to run all over Jerusalem you know and when we hear these scriptures sometimes we don't understand the emphasis if you were standing there watching this guy you would had to been filled with tears of joy and so the first thing that the Pharisees did because this was on a Sabbath they criticized the man because he was carrying his bed they didn't know that he had been paralyzed for all those years by the pool they couldn't have done anything for him none of the Jews were doing miracles like that let alone the high priest you'd think a high priest would at least have some kind of anointing to heal somebody but there was nothing going on they were enslaved yeah they had the temple and they had the law but they had misused the law think about it so he got healed and I got news for you folks there's a savior in heaven there's a God in heaven our God and our Father and our Lord Jesus Christ and I got news for you in America today America is like that guy that had been at that pool and they were paralyzed America's paralyzed today with sin and it can't move can't do anything and the Lord is saying to Americans today rise up take your bed and walk for I have healed you and you were forgiven now see you need to understand this tonight because God can heal this land he can heal this people but if you're like that Pharisee 
who looked at him. What are you doing walking? You're carrying your bed. It's illegal to do this. This is the Sabbath. Well, I got news for you, Mr. Pharisee, Mr. High and Mighty from the temple. There's someone greater than you. There's someone here greater than you and greater than your temple. And that is the Lord of the temple. And he's here. He's right here in this Roman Empire. He's right here in Jerusalem, which sits in Roman, you know, Roman-controlled territory. Who are you to tell me not to carry my bed when the Lord of glory told me to stand up? See, and I'm putting some emphasis in that. But think about it. See, there's another one I'd have been running around. I'd have said, you know, I don't care what you say. Leave me alone. Go back to the temple and pray for me. You know, another good scripture when we talk about healing and restoring. Because that's that's what the Lord is doing when we read these verses. This is what Isaiah is saying. This God is about restoration. Even in judgment, judgment is a restoration. It's meant to restore you back to the Lord. If you will listen and repent. Psalm 147.3 He healeth the broken in heart and bindeth up their wounds. And if you are broken in heart you need your you need your wounds bound up. And it's it's healed and bound up made better by the balm of Gilead which comes directly out of the anointing of the Lord. Psalm 113.4-9 See, this is who your God is. The Lord is high above all nations and his glory above the heavens. Who is like unto the Lord our God who dwells on high, who humbles himself to behold all the things that are in heaven and in the earth. See, I like this verse. He humbles himself. In other words, he is the high one, the holy one. But he doesn't think that to look upon his creation is something he should not do because he loves his creation so he humbles himself that's not hard for him because he's full of love for his creation and those people who teach you that this God Jehovah God is a mean nasty overbearing judgmental trying to kill everybody God then you don't know him if you're stubborn and want to stay wicked you're not going to get in heaven you're not even going to get close to the Lord because nothing wicked can come nigh unto him. He doesn't put you in hell. You put yourself there. And God offered you his only begotten son. And even today in America, as we are going through trouble, he's still saying to America, what will you have? Will you have peace and restoration or will you have destruction and death? The choice is yours. He raiseth up, this is verse 7, the poor out of the dust and lifteth up the needy out of the dunghill. Well, I'll tell you, if judgment comes to America in full, that's what America is going to be, is a dunghill. That he may set him in with the princes, even with the princes of his people. He maketh the barren woman to keep house and to be a joyful mother of children. 
praise ye the Lord. Well, right now, the house that we're talking about is the house of Judah, part of the greater house of Israel. One of these days, both houses of Israel shall be joined together. And he wants to make those houses fruitful again. Now in Timothy, Paul is talking to Timothy. And this is, uh, you, you don't have to read the rest of the verse to get the earlier, but I just took a little portion. Which in his times he shall show, who is the blessed and only potentate, the King of kings and Lord of lords, who only has immortality dwelling in the light which no man can approach unto whom no man hath seen nor can see, to whom be honor and power everlasting. Amen. Charge them that are rich in this world that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God who giveth us richly all things to enjoy, that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate and laying in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come that they may hold on to eternal life now he's talking to believers the Lord laid witness to our God and our Father in heaven the Lord gave him all the glory he said, the works you see me do are the works my Father does. Because my Father is in me and I am in him. Now here is another important truth. Now see, we're talking, now this is verse 16. In verse 15, we've been talking about the high and lofty one who's in eternity, whose name is holy, who will dwell with those of a contrite and humble spirit. He works to revive the spirit of the humble and the heart of the contrite ones, those who will are pure in heart, who confess their sins. Now, when we get down to verse 16, now see this is important because he says I will not contend for I will not contend forever or in other words I will not be angry with my people forever nor always refuse to pardon and comfort them for I will not condemn or contend I'm not going to be angry with my people forever. Nor always refuse to pardon and comfort them. Now see, this is in the Old Covenant. Christ came to fulfill the Old Covenant, which offered full atonement and a reuniting with your God. Because he tells you right here, I will be, not be angry with my people forever, nor always refuse to pardon and comfort them. 
in the previous verse we were telling you that the contrite ones those who want to come to God can come to the Lord now Christ made that possible through the cross and his atoning blood and so as we face trouble in America and we face trouble in the world and as Christians that we know and report on on Wednesday night the persecuted church Many of them face trouble and death. But see, we have comfort that in all of our tribulations, God will make a way. Whether we live or die, we are the Lord's. For I will not contend, I will not be angry with my people forever, nor refuse to pardon and comfort them forever. Neither will I be always wroth, for the spirit should fail before for me, and the souls which I have made. The simple meaning, if God should continue in anger against his people, they would be consumed. There wouldn't be anybody left. You know, I mean, God could do that to everybody. Why do I mess with them? Just destroy the world and everybody else. But you can thank God that Yahshua went to the cross, was resurrected from the dead, and provided atonement for your sins and mine. And the word contend there is a primitive root meaning to toss or grapple. You know, I think of... uh, you know, professional wrestling, and they're always fighting and throwing people around, grappling. But figuratively, if we're talking about that, it means to wrangle, which is to hold a controversy. And then to defend. So you, you have this struggle in there. I will not contend with your sins forever. I'm not going to contend with this because why? Because he's made a way. Now he doesn't tell you that way in there. But that's the truth with God all the way from the beginning. He made a way. And the old covenant was a way to bring man closer until the coming of the time of the Messiah. And so these are the issues here. And I'm looking to see where we're at because I don't think we have enough time to get through that. But at any rate, Psalm 103, 9 through 18. Now I, I really like Psalm 103. And we'll go through that. It he will not always chide. Now see, that's the same word, and it's in Psalm 103. Neither will he keep his anger forever. He has not dealt with us after our sins, nor rewarded us according to our iniquities. That's because he is full of grace and mercy. For as the heaven is high above the earth, so great is his mercy toward them that fear him. As far as the east is from the west, so far as removed our transgressions from us. Now that's even more true today with the Messiah. 
Yeshua, who died on the cross for our sins. Like as the Father pities his children, so the Lord pities them that fear him. For he knows our frame, he remembers that we are dust. As for man, his days are as grass, as a flower of the field, so he flourishes. For the wind passes over it, and it is gone, and the place thereof shall know it no more. But the mercy of the Lord is from everlasting to everlasting upon them that fear him and his righteousness unto his children's children, to such as keep his covenant, and to those that remember his commandments to do them. Now in through Christ today we believe on him. We confess our sins coming unto him. One oh three, you can't beat. 103 and we will begin in Psalm 78 we'll pick up that same thought next time and filter it in with the others that are coming up Father thank you for your word bless your word the the heart, mind, souls and spirits of those that hear this Lord touch them, heal them strengthen them have mercy upon those that hear this Bring them unto yourself, Lord. And in Jesus' name, I bind you, Satan, in the powers of darkness, from preaching, teaching, streaming, and receiving of this word. Amen. Okay, Tower, we got a couple of minutes. Okay. Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us whenever you do. We're glad that you're here, and this is a good word to hear tonight. It's comforting, and we need the comfort of the Lord in these times. And, and we love you, and we thank you for being here. And we always hope the best for you in Christ Jesus. And may he bless you and make his face shine upon you. May he fill your heart with peace and love and joy. And we love you. We pray for you and pray for us. And please pray for your brethren around the world. And thank you for all you do. Good night, everybody. Don't forget to go over to our websites at warn-usa.com, danaglinsmith.com. You can check out our books that are over on Dana Glenn Smith. Matter of fact, both sites have little ads where you can find them. The recent book is called The Rising. Check out The Rising. Look at it, and if you have a mind to, buy a copy. And then tell me what you think of the book, The Rising. It details a lot of the things that America's been going through. I finished this book long before this stuff was happening. So, until next time, take care of yourself and your families. Look unto the Lord in everything and draw nigh to Him. And he will draw nigh to you. Until next time, shalom everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Warren Radio. Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? 
Sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.